0: Confidants. Confidants, my sweet clever financial girl confidants! welcome to another episode of Confidently Insecure the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything I am your host Kelsey Dara I'm laughing because we had some audio technical issues introducing our guests so this is a repeat but I'm so excited to have her I'm going to give her the most hyped intro almost even better than we did before here we go. Are you ready Confidance? She is a certified financial educator. Best selling Author of Clever Girl Finance, Grow Your Money, and The Side Hustle Guide. She is the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, which I've been following on Instagram for some time now, which empowers women to achieve financial wellness, which includes 30 plus free courses, a podcast, daily articles, and videos. And drumroll, please, she is the recipient of the 2021 Financial Education and Structure of the Freaking Year Award from the National Council of Financial Educators. Our guest this week is Bola Oh,
1: Thanks for having me. That has to be the best
0: intro I have ever
1: received. (laughs)
0: I was just going to keep getting louder and higher up on my (laughs) face, but thank you for being patient with the audio. We are so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to get all this juicy information out of you about money that I know our confidants can use. But before we go into you teaching us all about uh, how to get our life, our financial lives together, tell me about how you got your financial life together. What inspired you to get into this business?
1: Well, I got into the personal finance education space purely from personal interest. I was a new college graduate, recent immigrant, and I was just trying to learn how to manage my money. Mm. Um, I had gotten a job in New York city where I was getting paid $54,000 before taxes. Uh, To me, it was like a billion dollars. I had never had that much money before in my (laughs) life, even though it was about 40, 40 K after taxes. And I just wanted to do well with my money. I wanted to do well. And I remember going to a bookstore specifically looking for a personal finance. Finance book for women. Just something just said, find mm. a book for women. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> and I couldn't find anything. And oh. there was one particular book, one book. It was a mm. number one New York times best-selling book on personal finance for women, but it was written by a white man. Uh, what? <laughs> but, but I bought it anyway. And he spoke about his grandmother's experiences and other women in his life. And I bought the book and it was great. I read it to shreds and I ended up buying it again. And then you know, as I started to get my finances together, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to talk to a professional to make sure I'm on the right path. So I find a financial planner. I go to his office. I'm super excited. I've saved about 10 or $20,000 at this point. And he's like, Where'd you get this money? And I thought he's asking me these questions because he was trying to create a plan. Uh. He's like, Are you married? Who gave you this money? How do you have this money? And I was so angry because I realized he was patronizing me. Like he he didn't understand why I would have this money as a young girl, young Uh. woman. And I left so angry. And I, I took it upon myself to learn how to do things the way professionals would do it, how to save, how to invest, how to budget. And I started talking about it with girlfriends, um, coworkers on a personal blog. And I realized, wait a minute, there's a lot of women out there who feel embarrassed or intimidated by money and they just want to have an honest, safe conversation about it. And that was the very early stage of clever girl finance. Um, That was where the kind of like the spark came from. And so, you know, I, I started it after I had twins. <laughs> I was a mom of oh two babies. Wow. And, and um, I just started it as like a personal project, something that I would have wanted to leverage as a resource when I was that new college grad. Coming mm-hmm. out of college, earning that paycheck, trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. and having that financial planner just basically patronize me and tell me, you know, like why, why do you have this money? Where'd you get it from? Who are I you? I mean,
0: <laughs> holy shit. Excuse my French, but like, wow, wow, wee wee. You have done something already in your lifetime that I think a lot of women unfortunately don't ever get that. Um that, that look and that, that scope of finances in a lifetime. I mean, it's, we're breaking the money patriarchy all the time. We love to have a transparent money conversation on this podcast. We've had Sally Craw check on, we've had her Tori Dunlap from her first hundred K. Like I've, and even me, someone who's as no filtered as I am still has this taboo around Mm. sharing about money, which I feel like I'm breaking that scary Feeling now more than ever in my life, but it's yeah. mostly because of two reasons. One, I started. I, I founded a startup uh, about a year and a half ago, which you have no choice but to learn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do money. Which I was like, wait a minute, I didn't. I didn't sign up for that part of doing a startup. I just wanted to do like the ideas and the making things. So that was like a big eye-opening, like holy shit, experience. And the second thing was I was not really taught anything about money. I had to learn by doing and. When I became self-employed, I hired full-time business management Mm -hmm. and boy, oh boy, is that shit expensive. And I've had (laughs) it for about four years now. And actually this year in January, they came to me and said, Hey, we're upping our prices. It's going to be about $4,000 a month for full business management services. And I said, thank you very much. It was so nice knowing you. Goodbye. And I've tried interviewing other business managers and I I've, I've been quoted anywhere from like about two grand a month, all the way down to like basic bookkeeping where it's become overwhelming to r- realize that I need to know more about my money Yes, and it's, the number one stress i've heard for women and 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 especially single women and independent uh contractors and self-employed women that it is the number one stress of their day-to-day lives is money Mm why Bola why you are so correct and
1: you know let's talk about this a little deeper so I'm I was fortunate in the sense that I got to observe and learn from my mom's experience and I'll talk to you about that and I'll talk to you about some of the challenges that women face today so my mom got married really young she was 19 years old she had a high school degree and that was it and my dad was a PhD holder on his way to his second PhD in his 30s and my mom got married right um coming from a I'm rich from Nigeria a background mm-hmm. where you know for a woman a woman's place you know marriage having kids and I think that was just generally throughout the world the world mm-hmm. what it was back yeah. then like you know so my mom got married had four kids and as she got into her 30s she started to realize that wow there are things happening around me that I, I don't like she was having friends who wanted to leave abusive relationships and they mm-hmm. couldn't because they had no money and nowhere to go mm-hmm. she had friends who lost uh, partners Mm. they died and the family would come in and take over everything because they had willed it to their family, not to their mm. wife and kids. Wow. Um, I remember sitting in the corner of our living room as a little girl watching my mom console her friends. Oh. Um, you know, just because they had nowhere to go and they wanted to spend the night in our in our house because they didn't want to go back home for whatever wow. was happening. And my mom was like, wow, I don't ever want this to be me. I don't ever want to find myself in this situation. And so I'm going to go back to school and get my college education and become a financial contributor to this household. Yes, of course, mom. that created a lot of turmoil in my family. My mm. dad was not happy. And I think also a, a, a big, uh, what's the word, instigator or... Mm. Pivot for my mom was one of her best friends committed suicide at the time because of just what was deemed her place as a woman. So my mom took it upon herself, dealt with the conflict with my dad, and went to college. And I went to all my mom's college classes as a three-year-old. She got her degree. Yep. You got a degree
0: when you were <laughs> With three my basically. Mom, yeah, my mom and I
1: went to the same college. Um got her masters degree, started working and started contributing to our household. And my mom would always wow. tell me, you never want to be a liability on a man mm-hmm. and you never mm-hmm. want a man to be a liability on you and very importantly, you never want to be a liability on yourself. I don't Ooh. care who you marry, I don't care how much money he is. I don't Ooh. care whatever, you need to be able to start stand on your own two mm-hmm. feet. So that was the opportunity I had to just coming out of college and being like, you know what, I need to figure out how to make this money work for me. I need to make my parents proud. I need to make my mom proud. And, you know, my mom, my parents are still married, um, but she, she never wanted to find herself in that position. So Mm. let's now talk about today's generation of women. And if you, if you take a step back, depending on the age of whoever's listening and you look back to maybe your mom or your grandmother's age, right back then, and I'm just going to generalize, right? This is not the case for everybody. So let's say we have a two parent household and you know, what would typically happen? The dad would come home. Mom has dinner ready Mm -hmm. on the table. Dad and everybody has dinner and dad pulls his sons aside to go talk about the day and business and work. Mm -hmm. And mom pulls her daughters aside to go tidy up and take care of the kitchen. And everybody Mm -hmm. has a great recipe from their grandma, from their great grandma, but not every woman has financial lessons from Mm -hmm. our mothers, our grandmother, great grandmothers, because that was not deemed a place the woman's place and because they didn't get that from their own mothers mm. what was passed down generationally was that how to be a homemaker how to be a good wife yeah. how to aspire to find a husband uh, like <laughs> bridgerton which drove <laughs> me crazy <laughs> i know you know she's not
0: taking care of her own finances on <laughs> bridgerton no way
1: oh, and so that was the day and age but let's fast forward to today's world yes today's world the gender wage gap which is mm. impactful to women on average we earn 20 percent less you break it down by demographic by minorities mm-hmm. the numbers are worse mm-hmm. but we're also in the position where we're earning on average much more than our mothers our grandmothers and certainly our great grandmothers mm. many women are choosing not to get married personal choice many women are single mothers mm. many women are um breadwinners sole Mm -hmm. household earners Mm -hmm. add that to the fact that we're living longer than men on average so we need more money to sustain ourselves right we have to get comfortable with talking about money, but because we Mm -hmm. were not taught this generationally, Mm -hmm. it's not organically Mm -hmm. inherent to us. It's not a conversation we're used to having. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about investing. Let's talk about this and that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're in this space where a lot of us feel intimidated about money. A lot of us may feel embarrassed or shamed about money because people make us feel bad about mistakes that, we've made. Like Mm -hmm. I left my financial planner's office. Well, the financial planner, not my financial planner Mm -hmm. at that time, I left the office feeling like maybe I was not worthy to know how to invest my -hmm. money because he, he just couldn't believe someone like me, Mm -hmm. a black girl, a woman Mm -hmm. could have this Mm -hmm. money. And I just, I felt like I retreated. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're in this space where we are, we are, we have a seat at the table but we need to then build confidence to take ownership to make this topic less taboo right mm-hmm. and you know and so it's it's the challenge of not being taught mm-hmm.
0: but then having to learn yes. <laughs> whether we want to or not yes it's overwhelming like i i ha- i have a lot of confidence dare i say as a person and i was confident about taking back charge of my finances. And then came the nitty gritty of Mm -hmm. like the vocabulary being very intimidating. I just thought it would be like money in money out. Oh no, no, no. You got to itemize and categorize. And I just brought everything into QuickBooks actually this weekend. That was like my goal for president's weekend was like, bring everything into QuickBooks, (laughs) bring all my information. And then I was like, okay, it's all in there, but I don't know now how to make it work for me like i loved that mm-hmm. phrase you use and for the first time in in a group chat of my girlfriends that i've known for 10 years who are some of my best friends i realized i had no idea how much any of them make like yep we don't talk about it what is their livable wages like we all go on vacation together but you know maybe one of us felt more uncomfortable with paying for this amount versus this person and i just realized like there is no easy way to start the transparency of money conversation with friends do you have any advice or tips for like even jumping our toes into that conversation of being mm-hmm. like here's how much i make and i don't care who knows it <laughs>
1: yeah it is you know
0: the conversation can be difficult because again it's not
1: organically inherent to us we're not used to you know we talk about everything we talk about Our hair, makeup, our sex lives, we talk about everything on social media except money because we've been told in the back of our heads in the past generations that money is not your place. Mm. Just be happy that you're earning some, you know, find a husband, Bridgeton, get married.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've been told. Have 15 babies. Yes. Right. And it's like, I'm none sorry. of my girlfriends are like that. None for of my girlfriends of you who love the show.
1: I'm yeah, so sorry. No, I, I love uh, the show. No, but for me, I, you know, I real I found that when, so my first experience with talking about money or not talking about money was, at lunch one day at my first job, I was sitting with coworkers who I had been close, become close with. We are now more than co-workers. We are friends. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking about salary. We got paid bonuses. Mm. And bonuses are a percentage of your salary. And there was about six of us at the table. And they were talking about, I got this bonus. I got this bonus. I'm like, well why is your bonus higher than mine Mm. if it's a percentage of the salary? Are we not all paid the same? And they're like, oh no, I get paid this. I get paid this. And Mm. I was the lowest paid person on that table. And the reason why I was the lowest paid person was because when I got my job offer and we all got hired within the same week, right? It was Mm. consulting, Mm. college recruitment. Um, I did not ask for more. I just took it. I was happy. And this is something that women were guilty of. We are, we Mm. don't negotiate as often as we should. We don't ask for more. Mm. We don't counter. And that was everything I did. And so I realized that, wow, I want to have this conversation with my friends so that I just know, I just want to know, I just want to know for knowing sake. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would ask my friends, like how much do you have saved for emergencies? I want to save for emergencies. Mm. How much do you have invested? I want to invest, you know, I, I would just make it conversation and then they would feel comfortable asking Mm. me. And it wasn't like a whole production, of like, you know, like, or a comparison thing yeah. it was like, I just want to know, cause I want to do the same thing too. Or let's set joint goals together. Right. We yeah. have $10,000 of debt. We want to pay off. Let's work on it as a challenge together. Oh. So, you know, it was just more of like making the conversation about money, part of our friendship and not yes. a comparison thing. Oh, and it can that. be challenging because we have all these expectations that are set for mm. us by the world. hmm amplified by social media mm-hmm. it's expectation of where you should go to college you should graduate how much money you should make how much savings you should have by 30 when you should get mm-hmm. married how many kids mm-hmm. you should have where you should live blah, blah 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 so there's all these expectations people have for us and then we go on social media and we scroll and we see everybody else but us mm-hmm. meeting these expectations and then we feel bad yes. and we're like oh i'm terrible with money i'm so bad with money i'm gonna yep. keep it a secret i'm not gonna talk to my friends about it i'm horrible shame on me and mm-hmm. then we we put this whole baggage this backpack of shame on our backs. Mm -hmm. And then we would rather talk to our friends about sex than we Mm -hmm. talk about, than talk about money. So Mm. just make it part of your girlfriend's conversation. Listen, this is what I'm trying to do. I have a goal. I want to save $10,000 this year. Mm. What's your goal? Let's do it together. Right. You know what? I work in this industry and I get paid 50 K. We're in the same industry. What do you get paid? I want to make sure that I ask for more during my next raise or next promotion conversation. Just make it organically part of conversation. Like, don't be intimidated by money. And if you feel embarrassed, right, realize that every single person, even the people you admire, the most successful, the wealthiest mm-hmm. people, they've all made stupid. Stupid mistakes <laughs> with money.
0: <laughs> That's such a, I, I love this quote from Oprah who even says like, she's terrified of going broke and it's freaking Oprah. And so it just goes to show you that like- yes, Billionaire, yes. And I would love Bola to make this a challenge right now for all of you listening. Pause this, make sure to come back, but pause this episode. And I want you to go into your favorite group chat of your ladies and your girlfriends and start a conversation about money. Make it part yes. of your friendship. And then once you're done- unpause this because now we're going to ask some juicy questions. Okay. Thank <laughs> yes. you for coming back. Um, I want to ask ooh, a little controversial topic, but I got to know, what is your thoughts on cryptocurrency? Confidants, my sweet confidants. Quick break to tell you it is 2022. It is the year of taking care of ourselves. We have all been through it. So you know what I'm here to talk about? Better help Baby, BetterHelp, my favorite platform, which is an online therapy platform that you can use to get through so many things that are interfering with your happiness. Things like LGBTQIA plus matters, grief, anger, family issues. They got it all. You can be matched with a licensed counselor in under 48 hours and getting therapy started for the new year y'all always know i'm saying therapy should be affordable and accessible to everyone and better help does just that my new therapist is teaching me eft technique which is called emotional freedom technique i mean they are just loaded with knowledge i'm absolutely obsessed with her and i do therapy every single week. And I want you to start living a happier life today, which is why you're going to get 10% off of your first month of therapy when you use code CI. That is 10% off your first month when you use code CI by visiting BetterHelp.com CI. And join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ci Happy i'm here to tell you about how you can get a premium dinner for not a premium price tag baby every plate is america's best value meal kit with delicious dinners that won't break the bank let every plate plan shop and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price choose from 17 my lucky number delicious weekly recipes and then well, just sit back, baby, because they'll deliver pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your front door. Every plate's quality ingredients come carefully packed and pre-portioned, helping you save money and reduce food waste. Because I'm one of those girls that buys that bag of mixed greens and then, like, forgets about it, and it just sits in the back of a refrigerator and gets all wilty and gross, and then I got to throw it away. Okay, but the low price point here is the differentiating that was a hard word for Elmo, and I love EveryPlate because I'm just a busy gal. I don't necessarily always have the time to shop, which is why I love when I come home and Every Plate is right on my freaking doorstep, allowing me to spend more time with my boo instead of random people in a grocery store. Try Every Plate for just one seventy nine per meal. That's $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code confidently 179. Get started with EveryPlate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code confidently 179. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album, and you're going to need some Tacovas. Takova's is my favorite boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacovas is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tecova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door. Visit tecovas.com, that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com, and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut Take slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or, like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the Ginger Lime Mule and also the Grapefruit Paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences
1: getting asked this a lot so um cryptocurrency is new and exciting risky (laughs) lots Mm -hmm. of money lost lots of money made and I think that it's fair to stay right it Mm -hmm. is you know cryptocurrency is digital currency that doesn't have any middlemen associated to it um and basically you have the opportunity to make a lot of money and also lose a lot of money Mm -hmm. But I would say that when it comes to cryptocurrency, you want to be objective about it, right? Mm. Um, Especially when you go on social media, YouTube, Instagram, there's all kinds of like hype about cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency millionaires, people selling cryptocurrency uh, courses, but they have never traded cryptocurrency before, (laughs) cryptocurrency (laughs) scams. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? So be objective and understand that you know, right now it's almost equivalent to the gold rush. You guys have yes. all heard stories of the gold rush where people were like trying to mine mine gold and putting their life savings and their generational wealth oh into mining God. gold and not being able yes. to find gold. And people were jumping off bridges and it oh was crazy. Gosh. Yes, That is it, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of like what it is now. And one thing to keep in mind is that There are thousands of cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, The last I checked, there was like 4,000. There's probably more. And there are cryptocurrencies out there that have no value other than somebody is selling it and somebody else is willing to buy it. So I could have yep. a bunch of servers back here, like mm-hmm. right back here, and I could say, "You know what? I have BolaCoin to sell." Bola coin. To <laughs> I love that. And the amount of people who want to buy it determine the value of BolaCoin. Mm. You cannot buy anything else with this thing. You can't use it. It has zero value other than the fact that you bought it from me, right? So mm-hmm. you want to be very careful with trending cryptocurrencies buying cryptocurrency that you think is going to hit big and when it comes to risk I always say that it's important to have your buffer your Mm -hmm. solid assets Mm -hmm. in place Mm -hmm. you know investments that if you if you lost your cryptocurrency investment, you don't lose your mind. You can still sleep mm-hmm. at night. So, mm. you know, more stable investments are investing in the stock market, investing in real estate, investing in small business, right? These are tried and tested historically mm. that we know work. If you do the right research, you put in the effort and then you can have your play money in cryptocurrency. What I say, go out and put all your life savings in cryptocurrency. Don't do it. Hell no. <laughs> That's a big <bigger laughs> hell no for don't me, Don't do dog. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. And yeah. don't call me if you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are not financially responsible for your shitcoin coin purchases yes. on the podcast.
1: So, crypto, <laughs> NFTs, only invest yes. what you know that if you don't get back, you're okay with. Mm-hmm. I know people who take high risk with mm-hmm. these type of investments yeah. and they feel confident. Um um, no comment. Uh, I have some, <laughs> I have some cryptocurrency and it's money that, you know, if it's gone, it's gone, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't kill me. So have your core investments mm-hmm. and then have your play money. So you have a foot in it and mm-hmm. do your research, right? If mm-hmm. you're not sure, mm-hmm. stick with the big ones, the bitcoins, the Ethereums, the ones yes. that you know, have been around yes. and because it's so early stage, you know, I feel like there's going to be new, bigger cryptocurrencies that we haven't even heard about yet, right? Totally. So it is an opportunity to make a lot of money, but it's very high risk and you can also lose a lot of money. So just be objective. Yeah. So I'm not against crypto, just be objective and do your research. Yeah,
0: that's my biggest like struggle. I I am involved in like cryptocurrency and NFTs and like all the the controversy aside of what it is for the earth and all that. I, I struggle with... Of course, I'm not promoting anything um, personally, but I believe that it is here to stay, whether we like it or not. And it almost feels like the stock, like exactly what you said, the gold rush, the stock market is happening again. And I feel like for the first time, like women, women of color, non-binary folks, we have the same access and insight into what's happening that I'm like. It's not a FOMO, but it's, it's definitely something where it's like, if you can learn about this now, if you can understand web three blockchain technology, I don't want to be that old fogey that like 20 years from now is asking my kids, like, how do I like put this on the blockchain or how do I transfer (laughs) this? And for me, it's just like making sure that women are involved in the conversation right now. So that's my, that's my. Caution, yeah,
1: on it. <laughs> I will tell your listeners though, because I I have had conversations with people who just don't feel comfortable with cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but at the same time they're they feel like they're missing out. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who feels that way, understand that there's multiple ways to make money, mm-hmm. right? There are still stock million stock market millionaires being made. There are still small business millionaires being made. There are still real estate millionaires being made, mm-hmm. and there will continue to be cryptocurrency, NFT, blockchain millionaires being made. So don't get don't think that that is the only way. Mm-hmm. I love so many, so many ways to make money. So if you don't feel comfortable doing something, Mm -hmm. a certain type of investment, don't do it.
0: You want your peace of mind. I love that. I love that. Like, there's options out there, which is super important. I wanna, I wanna narrow in a little bit specifically on a question for you personally, as like what I see, a money goddess, an expert in my eyes. (laughs) I love your clever girl finance page. It's so, it's so just nice to have that information in my feed amongst like feeling shitty about myself and FOMO, and then like your stuff comes up, and I'm like, oh. Thank God my timeline is diverse. <laughs> um, I wanna know what you as like a money goddess struggles with with money or maybe struggled in the past with maybe something that getting started in this area or arena or maybe even something still today that you're like, even I am human. <laughs> I am human. Oh my God. And that's such a great question because I think there's this idea of perfection when it comes to
1: financial experts, right? Mm. I have the knowledge, but I'm still a freaking human being. <laughs> I have emotions. I make stupid mistakes all the time. I mean, one of my biggest struggles right now is I cannot behave myself in the grocery store. <laughs> like I will have a list. I will have a plan and I just get sidetracked by the new yogurt ah. by the <laughs> new cookies that my kids don't want to eat because it tastes like crap, but I buy it anyway. <laughs> like I'm a victim so I've tried <laughs> to start uh grocery shopping online mm. and then picking it up at the store Ooh. and then I'll pick it up at the store and I'm like oh let me just park my car and take a quick peek <laughs> and see what else is <laughs> not you only did I not save time I did not save money um, I'm a victim of target and shop right um, I struggle with the grocery store that's like my so one of the things I do because we all struggle right the the key with Personal finance is not to pursue per- perfectionism mm. and, you know, punish yourself for restrictions. It's to mm. make it easier for yourself not to allow yourself to fail. Mm. So for mm. me, Right. This is what I do when I want to be a nuisance at the grocery store is that I walk in, I'm like, okay, you know what? I know I'm getting ready to misbehave. So I'm not gonna take a a a full cart. I'm not gonna take a push cart. I'm gonna take a hand basket. Mm. So I'm gonna get to the point where I put so many things in this basket that I cannot carry it. And then I'm gonna look like an idiot trying to push it (laughs) to the the till. So I can only buy what I can carry. Number one. Number two, I only take cash, right? Mm. Or I will I have a checking account where I will just put the grocery money and then I will get to the till and try to mm. overspend and my card will get declined and I will be embarrassed. So <laughs> I'm making it easier for myself not to <laughs> Fail, right? Yes. And you can do this with saving money. If you feel mm. like you struggle to save, like I save and I tell people I'm a saver. I love saving money. And it's not because I'm not tempted to spend, because mm. I am always tempted to spend. I love designer handbags, by the way. Same. Um <laughs> guilty. I love shoes. Like, you mm. know, like I love, I love all the things. Give sure. me all the things. Yes. But I know that I have goals. So what I do is mm. I have a savings account separate from my checking account where I auto deposit, whenever I pay myself money there, there's no checks, there's no debit cards, even if I wanted to go to the store and lose my mind, you can't. I cannot pay because mm-hmm. I got no money. <laughs> right? I love so that. There's this idea that you, you have to restrict and punish and you, mm-hmm. you have to self-discipline, self-discipline, but it's also about finding ways to make it easy for yourself to succeed. Yes, mm. you're working on self-discipline doesn't mean you put the whole cake in front of your face and say, you know what, let's see how long before you take a lick of the right. icing, just put oh. the entire cake in the trash. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with it ever, right? Yes. So um, I, I struggle with, you know, I the other day I, I went to, went to buy a gift card for a friend and I knew I shouldn't have been buying the gift card that day because I was rushing. I was mm. tired. Mm. I go into the to the right aid. I buy the gift card. I come out. It drops out of my bag. I get in the car. <laughs> oh
0: no! I did not see that twist coming. I get in the car. I drive
1: home, and there's no gift card. Anymore. It was two hundred dollars. I threw two hundred oh dollars on the floor. <laughs> so listen, I struggle. Okay, listen. I struggle. Yeah. I make mistakes. I have bad days. We're all human. And it is okay, right? There's no shame, no judgment. Pick yourself up the next day, Mm. dust yourself off, assess your goals and ask yourself, what can I do today to Mm. make it easier for me to succeed?
0: I love that idea of like, forget perfectionism. Like you're not going to get everything in order overnight. You're not going to download QuickBooks like I assumed and immediately (laughs) have everything figured out. And you, all your insights and financial expertise just like shoots through the roof. And all of a sudden you're like, I can do my own 1099s. That's not going to happen overnight. Okay. I did the QuickBooks download too. Okay. And after about 45 days
1: of struggle life, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hire an accountant. Yes, I think so. I'm I hired there. her, but so what I did was I hired the accountant, and then I had them give me lessons on the basics I need to do every month. Mm-hmm. And then they just check so that I could minimize the cost. So they taught me how to uh, review and accept transactions. They taught me how to reconcile because being a financial expert is completely different from being an accountant. Yeah. Okay. I don't care how mm. good you are at investing, accountants yeah. are a whole different ballgame. So they taught me like the basics. So I'm actually a good, I'm actually good at QuickBooks and then okay. they check it and do like the other masterful so, accounting things. But- sure. So that's what that maybe that will be helpful for you.
0: No, that's actually super good to know because I was gonna go into that point of of you saying making it easier for yourself. That's like the goal of this, right? And sometimes that means using some of that money to make your money life easier on yes. yourself, right? So yes, are there can we like narrow in on some? apps or programs or even people that you could hire to make your money life easier because I feel like the idea of you know, oh just have a better overview only budget out for certain things like I I don't even know that I know how to technically budget as being someone that does not have a traditional salary right like my income is different- like you <laughs> every single month exactly. so like what are some practical tangible, either apps programs or people that we should be looking into for our financial needs especially if we're in a more complex business situation like you're Mm -hmm. uh owner of the business or uh, independent contractor blah 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 things like that
1: yeah and i would say that the question you asked goes beyond just financial also what who should you be helping what apps tools should you be investing in to help your relationships (laughs) as well and i'll give you an example but you know um And also it really depends on where you are, right? You may be in a position where you may not be able to afford certain things, but there are still ways you can, you can help yourself. Right. So for example, when the pandemic happened, I got, super busy with my kids with work mm-hmm. I just couldn't I, couldn't I didn't have time or motivation to want to be in my spreadsheets and I'm a spreadsheet go. I would mm. budget everything down and so what I did was I changed my approach right because I didn't want to hate budgeting that's what happens to a lot of people you hate it and then you don't do it and then you feel guilty every single month after month and so I decided that you know what I'm gonna make sure that I get my core bills paid in the home the things that I need to pay for, make sure I know how much I want to save, what percentage of my inconsistent income I want to save each month. And the rest of the money is just free play. Right. So I pay the bills. I save the percentage I want to save. I invest the percentage. I want to invest. And then I have fun. I can go shopping. I can go out to dinner. I can do my nails. The money is done. Then I sit down and drink some water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I stay hydrated. That's what stay I hydrated. Did. Exactly. Stay hydrated. <laughs> sit down until I get paid again, but I right. saved, I've invested. I've paid all my bills. I'm good. So that's one way. If you're overwhelmed with budgeting, figure out what your core things are, build mm-hmm. in your goals, and then the rest make yourself happy. Right. Mm. Um, the second thing you can leverage apps, right? And people always ask me for the best apps. And I say the best app, the best budget is the one that works for you. So there's mm-hmm. so many good ones. There's mint, you need a budget, um, cap, uh, personal capital, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to your app store on your smartphone, download the top reviewed one yeah. and just open them. You don't like the colors, delete. you doesn't connect <laughs> your bank accounts, delete. It's yep. too many steps to get to this, yep. delete. Find the one that works for you. Yes. If you like using pen and paper, you like using a spreadsheet, you like using a combination of all three, make it easier for yourself to mm. succeed with budgeting because with a budget, you are the boss of your money. It's you mm. telling your money what to go do. <laughs> it's you not the opposite way. Right. And so you just want to make it easier for yourself. And you know, if you need help you can hire a financial planner advisor to so just look at your plan and make sure that you're on track. If you need, um, if you're not at the investing stage yet, but you just need help with day-to-day finances, you can hire, you can get budgeting counseling, you can get overall financial counseling, you can get debt finan- debt counseling. There's really great nonprofit organizations like Operation Hope that can help you create a plan, review your finances, help you track and create a plan that will work for you, right? Mm. And then there are some areas that are worth spending money on, even if it means adjusting your goal timeline, right? Mm. So yes, we always want to save. We always want to invest. But going back to the statement I made around your relationship. So when my husband and I first got married, we were getting to know each other and getting to know our personal style in our personal space. Mm -hmm. And I'm the girl that wakes up and I make the bed, and he's a guy that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm the girl that wants Mm -hmm. the the bathroom cleaned Mm -hmm. every
0: other day. We would get along great.
1: (laughs) And we were fighting so much about Mm. BS, about Mm. you didn't take the trash out. You Mm. do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Like and it it would spiral into other things. Mm-hmm, whether sure. it's your behavior, whether it's your attitude, was <laughs> because you're emotionally blah, blah. like it would yeah. be it, like cleaning the bathroom would be become world. War oh three my three gosh! In our house. No, realize you know what? I'm just gonna hire a clean lady. Mm, and big time. We've been married for 11 years. We have not had an argument Aww. about trash or cleaning. Aww. Ten. Aww. We don't. We don't even talk about it anymore. right? Yeah. And that my, my cleaning lady is. Total worthwhile investment. Could I take that yes. money and go misbehave at the grocery store or save or invest? Sure. More? I sure could, but guess what? For the sake of my relationship and my marriage totally worth mm. it. So looking, look at your life. And the other thing is childcare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you one. have, if you're a mother, you have kids or a single mom, it can be, listen, we love our babies. I'm a mom of twins, but mm. it can be hard. You'll be exhausted, tired. And if it means mm-hmm. paying for one hour, two hours of babysitting, and you adjust your savings accordingly for your sanity, for your mental health, mm. it can be worth it. Same goes with, th- with therapy. You need to talk mm. to someone about what's happening in this crazy world with re- relationship, whatever it is, worthwhile investment. Yeah, money is a tool to help you achieve your mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. but you need to be mentally mm-hmm. there. You need to be happy, you need to have mm-hmm. peace of mind to actually enjoy the outcome of mm-hmm. all this money you're killing yourself to to mm-hmm. to earn, right? So mm-hmm. there are tools and people that can help make managing your money easier, but not just money, your mental yeah. health,
0: your relationships, your life overall. That's such good advice. Like if you are so stressed out about money and you go shopping to help that stress, you need to reassess, make sure that we are putting money into someone that can help you balance or an app yes. or something like that, you know, find out it is a deep inventory of yourself and like your habits and and your your state of emotion because money is a very emotional thing for a lot of people. And I love that you offer so much on Clever Girl Finance. Y'all pause this episode again. <laughs> Go follow right now if you're not already. Huge, viral, successful, amazing brand. What can listeners here, Confidants, learn or expect to see in some of your free courses or the joy of Clever Girl <laughs>
1: Yes. So we are a completely free platform. There is no catch. No catch. (laughs) You hear that? There is no buy now and then enter your credit card (laughs) later. No, we are, we are here to serve and support and empower our community. Mm. Um, We make revenue in other ways. So one of the ways that we serve our community, especially women, minority groups, um, is by offering our services for free. So we have over 30 plus free, 30 free, 30 plus free courses (laughs) from everything from saving, investing, setting goals, adjusting your mindset to uh, student loans, starting a business, mm-hmm. insurance, um, teaching your kids about money, leveraging wow. LinkedIn to find a job you love. We have courses on every topic. Um, I have my books that you had mentioned at the beginning. Yes. Um, the Clever Girl Finance book series on foundational finance, on investing, on side hustle. So we have a ton of resources that we offer. We also offer a worksheet library that has over 40 plus completely free um, worksheets as well to help wow. you plan out your finances, to help wow. you write out your goals and all kinds of stuff. So our goal is just really to empower women. Um, you know, my mom's story was very impactful to mm. who I am today, you know, mm. watching her with four kids going to college in her mid thirties, cause she wanted to change her life and have financial impact in her family and you know i grow up and i I see my friends in that same cycle right Mm. i see friends in bad relationships and they can't leave because Mm. they don't have an option because they don't have the resources Mm. so my goal is to change that narrative so that we can then set the stage for the next generation for our our daughters our sons etc um to be financially well
0: Ah, Bola, you are just slowly becoming my favorite person ever. That's so important. (laughs) And what you do is so necessary and is exactly the type of outlet and resources that people like me, that every woman I think needs to know. And you best believe I'm going to go put 40 pages in my printer right now. So I go print up all those worksheets since I- You can download them. (laughs) Okay, download two. (laughs) Download two save the trees or whatever but I definitely (laughs) definitely am getting back into the nitty-gritty of it taking back that power taking back the confidence of making my money work for me so I appreciate everything you're doing and I appreciate you for coming on the podcast um where can our confidants find you and your resources besides it being linked below yeah so you can find me on Instagram at clever girl finance you can
1: find us on YouTube clever girl finance and you can listen to the clever girls No. Podcast.
0: Ooh, (laughs) we love a podcast, don't we, (laughs) Confidants? All right, Confidants, that will be everything linked in the description below. Bola, thank you so much for joining us. Confidants, go rate this five stars if you learned something new about money today. And hey, leave a comment below about how you're going to start that financial conversation with your friends. Practice on us, give us an opening line, show us your text. We'll be here for you. And we will see you. Thanks, Bola. Thanks for having me.